You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. SEC officiating still sucks. SEC officiating still sucks because Jalen Catalan is not coming back on Saturday. Now, this is like the kind of thing that like would go back and like be changed by the SEC, but it's not going to affect this one. It's a very Arkansas thing, kind of like the fumble recovery against Auburn where they didn't get the call right. And they went back and like retroactive. They can't go like retroactively change it, but they fixed it for the future. It'll probably happen something like this. So here's a situation the SEC told Arkansas that the replay is what is the final review. So that's the replay is there to review the call to make sure that it's correct and that you can't go back and petition something to be changed later. So no matter what Hunter Juracek says about, you know, doing everything in his power to try to get the call reversed, Jalen Catalan is still locked up and will be suspended for the first half against Missouri because of a terrible call by Mark Curls. One of a couple of terrible calls by Curls and his crew. So, Catalan's not coming back against Missouri, even though he clearly wasn't targeting anybody. I mean, it looked like he hit the guy with his hip. The guy, the head linesman who threw the flag was behind him. Catalan's back was to him. But I get throwing the flag. It looks like it could be a vicious hit or something, you know. So, throw the flag. Let's look at it. But get the call right. Get the call right. Don't, Don't screw up the call. We're going to get to Mark Curl's crap in a minute. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Throw us a like or a thumbs up on both of those channels. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star rating and leave a review so others can know what to expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sign up for our free newsletter where we deliver daily Razorback news for free to your email inbox along with any breaking news items. Also... Sign up for text alerts where you get breaking news text alerts also. A lot of people have asked, is there a Black Friday deal coming? Is there a Cyber Monday deal coming? All I can say is you want to make sure you tune in to Hog Sports tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Kind of a weird week, so this is the only Hog Sports live show that we'll do this week due to Thanksgiving, obviously. There's a lot of reasons that Arkansas lost that game Saturday, okay? A lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is because of a couple of terrible calls. Okay, that's one of several reasons that they that Arkansas failed on Saturday. It's the only reason that wasn't like a direct thing that Arkansas did to themselves or that LSU did. It's the referees. The fumble call... There wasn't a clear review, which is ridiculous. It was obviously – and this is like it isn't just me. This is like everybody who has any credibility who's commented on it, including the announcers. I mean, the ball was clearly recovered by by uh, Joe Fouché. But the Catalan hit, I mean, you're talking about the very end of the game. And that's a momentum-changing game. It's the, it's the last drive, right? 
and you're going to call that. And it's the wrong call. So like at least get it right. Review it, sure, but get, but get it right. Just pathetic. And then, you know, what, what on top of that, like what also kind of has to irk you is they call that tripping call on Traylon Smith, which is a dramatically rare call. But if you're going to call tripping on somebody, get it right. Make sure it's tripping. Don't screw it up. He wasn't tripping anybody. It was a perfectly legal block. And the, and the significance of this is, first of all, first downs are tough to come by. Points are tough to come by in this game. And the first play of your drive to go down to try to tie or win, the first play, you're going to hit him with a tripping call, which ends up being a 12-yard penalty. Now, everything would have changed, obviously. Everything changes from there on out. But 12 yards would have made a difference. Arkansas ended up kicking a 44-yard field goal. 12 yards would have made quite a difference. Let's take one look back, I guess, on this. So one of the problems Arkansas had was getting first downs, okay? They were 0 of 10 converting third downs. Arkansas coaches, Sam Pittman especially, always talks about the importance of getting that first first down, right? Always talks about that. And if you look at it, I mean, he's absolutely right in this game. Arkansas gained a first down Saturday only on six of 13 drives, okay? On those six drives, they scored three touchdowns and kicked two field goals and were held scoreless once, which is actually just the first time they picked up a first down. So five times they put themselves in scoring position when they picked up a first down. They look like a different team energy-wise. They look like a different – when they pick up a first down, they get that rhythm going. They run, they're running downfield, trotting downfield, lining up, running their next play. It, they just get a rhythm going. So – I mean, it just goes to show you how, how critical that is. But that's one reason Arkansas lost the game because they couldn't, they couldn't convert third downs. The first time they got ahead of the sticks, really, like so every time they, they were in a third down, it was always third and five or longer until the, the fourth quarter when Felipe Franks had a six-yard run to set up second and four. The following play was a 29-yard run by T.J. Hammonds, which is the longest run by a hog running back on the day. That was the first time that they weren't in a second long or a third long. The first time. All day. That's tough. Now you look at the other side and you've got you've got FSU or LSU, excuse me, with twenty three third downs, which by the way, nobody has had that many third downs against Arkansas this season. The mo- the next most is Georgia with twenty, and the Mississippi State with seventeen. And if you look at Georgia, Georgia was only six of twenty on third downs. LSU was twelve of twenty three, so a lot better. Thirteen of LSU's third downs were third and four or shorter. It's a big deal. When you again you flip it to Arkansas, they were behind the sticks the whole time. That's why LSU had such a great, I mean, 13, 13 times and 13 of LSU's third downs were, were third and four, and they converted 12. I think if Arkansas weren't, weren't hit so hard on the defensive line in the game, they probably would have won. They probably would have had enough. Uh, Jonathan Marshall, I thought, was great. 
superb at times. There was also times where I thought he was a little worn down. They also drew, you know, drew some double teams and stuff. Now, talking with Sam Pittman just a little bit ago, it doesn't sound real encouraging that they're just going to get a lot of guys back for this week. So there's different things that happen with testing, you know, test three times and you can, you know, you can come off so many days that you have to wait and stuff. So with Pittman, you know, he says their history with it is that, you know, the taking three tests thing isn't going to change anything. Okay. So they think maybe they get one or two guys back, maybe, but he didn't sound real confident in it. Well, they get Rakeem Boyd back. Just a couple of those defensive linemen could be – that could be game – I mean, just getting somebody back here and there, you know. I mean, Arkansas was basically without – they were without their top four ends. Mateo Soli might be the five end because, you know, he does have the club on his hand. That might be why he's down there. But I think it's – I mean, you also had Isaiah Nichols, Xavier Kelly. You know, your number two, number three defensive tackles were out. They were just hit hard. I mean, there were times where it was Torian, Torian Carter, Marcus Miller, Enoch Jackson, or Eric Thomas, some combination, or Jashad Stewart, some combination of those five guys with three of those guys all on the field at the same time. Some people were like, you know, they need to get four down linemen out. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't, like, do that and, like, expect to stay, like, fresh as they could in the fourth quarter. So they, they really didn't have any choice but to run three down linemen. On top of that, when you got Arkansas, like, losing so many guys like that, and then LSU on top of it gets Rosenthal back, you know, a left tackle is one of the best tackle, left tackles in the, in the SEC. I mean, it, things just didn't work out like that for Arkansas. I mean, there was there was a lot of things, um, you know, like having the rain happen at 13-13 mark. You know, like the rain couldn't have waited two more minutes when Arkansas gets down there, you know, at the five-yard line. Felipe Frank slips. They have a high snap, you know. They just need <laughs> – there was a lot of things like that that just like, come on. Special teams issues are, are still a problem. Reed Bauer had a really good game, 47.4 yards per punt. Obviously, you had that kick blocked at the end. I mean, it's something with special teams every single time. Now, for me, for me, I can look at this and say, okay, out of everything that's been impacted, special teams is probably the most likely to suffer because of COVID issues with moving players in and out. And I look at Scott Fountain's history as a coordinator, and he's very well respected. He's got a really strong resume. So I'm willing to look at that and say, okay, Maybe the reason he's struggling really is because of COVID, why special teams are struggling, because they are moving so many players in and out and stuff. Maybe that's really impacted. But I think next year, you know, Lord willing, all this stuff is behind us with, with COVID and stuff or some of the restrictions or it's easier to get through a game. You know, I think you can kind of wipe the slate clean both on his resume as a special teams coach and Arkansas's play this year. So I'm not going to just, like, come down on Scott Fountain, although special teams has clearly been the weakest link here. I want to say kudos to Felipe for coming right back and throwing that deep ball to Mike Woods after he threw that pick that was almost a pick six, 50-yard pick, a uh, 50-yard pickup right there. Mark Curls' first blown – again, I just I, – I can't understand, like – like even going back and watching the game, because I was I was at the game, but going back and watching it, listening to the announcers, what Stinchcomb and stuff say, like they're talking like I guess they're just trying to figure out exactly where to pa- to spot the ball. Like nobody ever thought for a second that that review wasn't going to go to Arkansas at the thirty-seven yard line, right? So they end up fumbling the ball later, but it's basically a thirty-four yard 
loss for Arkansas on that on that drive, which again, yards were critical. They were hard to come by. I didn't understand like right before the half, like LSU, there's nine seconds left. Why did LSU run the ball? Like odds are you're not going to get into the end zone there. You've already got a chip shot field goal and you run the ball to the right hash so you get the tough angle. I don't understand. I don't understand why they did that. Like I thought that was a weird call. So 6.55 left, obviously, was just the – again, I get throwing the flag. Let's take a look at this, make sure it's not targeting, player safety and everything. But when you watch it, how can you how can you look at that and say – how can you look at that and say that he, 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 he targeted? First of all, never hit the helmet. He hits him with his hip and abdomen. <laughs> Stu- I mean, it makes you stu- it makes you stupid, Mark. To look at that, Mark Curls, it makes you stupid to look at that and say that that's targeting. You're dumb. You're you're dumb if you look at that and say that's targeting. There's no other way to see it. There's not a single person who's looked at that with any credibility who has thought anything different than you did on that review. Again, a lot of reasons Arkansas lost the game. They certainly didn't need any help from the referees. I want to look back at Mark Curls. Let's look back at him. First of all, I've seen a lot of stuff. Like we're gonna we're gonna look at a few things because there's a lot of people that are like, leave the SEC. Okay, it, it happens every time when Arkansas gets screwed over with something, which they have. You know, it's happened this year. It happened against Auburn. I mean, they Arkansas lost the Auburn game because the F, the referees the referees the referees screwed up the call in the field, and then screwed up the replay. Okay? That's Arkansas ball game over. 28-27 Arkansas win against Auburn. Again, anybody who watched that with any credibility outside of Auburn or outside of the SEC backing up their guy knows that Arkansas got screwed over in that game. Okay? So it's happened that game. It happened in the LSU game. It happened in the Auburn game. Let's not forget the schedule. So Arkansas is riding a 19-game SEC losing streak. They're the worst team in the SEC, the laughingstock of college football. And instead of being like, man, can we help Arkansas out anyway? Can we give them South Carolina or Vanderbilt or Kentucky? Can we give them something maybe a little bit easier game? No, let's don't. Let's give them the two toughest teams in the Eastern Division. Let's give them Georgia and Florida. Screw them. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, I don't understand how you can think anything else. Tell me, tell me, I want to hear you, like, what is sit down and say this is why Arkansas got Georgia and Florida. Like, I haven't seen anything yet. I don't see anything from the SEC as far as transparency on why they did, why they, why that, um, you know, why this call was made or the Jalen Catalan thing, you know, why the stuff with Auburn happened. Like aside from like just BS rhetoric, and why you gave them those two teams, okay? Which everybody, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people think it's the toughest schedule in the history of college football. So I see a lot of people saying, "Leave the SEC. Where are you going to go?" You don't have any – I mean, the SEC's – they've got you where they want. There's nothing you can do, first of all, from a financial standpoint, okay? If anybody should leave this conference, it's Mark Curls. If anybody should leave the SEC, it's Mark. I mean, get out of here, dude. Again, like I was saying after the game, I don't know anybody's name in the SEC who's an official except for yours. And we're going to get into 2009 Florida again. So, people are like, Arkansas is a better fit for the Big 12 anyway. Like, Arkansas was the only non-Texas school in the Southwest Conference. Why are they a better fit with Texas schools than Mississippi schools or Tennessee schools? You know, why? I don't understand why is that. So, you think you're going to be a better fit for a conference that nobody really wants to go to unless they don't have any other option? Like, so if you go, so like in realignment, when all that stuff was happening a few years ago, 2012, I guess, 2011, nobody was moving because the geography made sense. They were only moving because of financial reasons or because they were sick of Texas getting preferential treatment from the Big 12. Nobody's moved, but Arkansas is going to move because it makes sense geography wise, geographically. not because of money. They're going to be the only ones out of everybody in college football. So this is this is what happened with the Big 12 back then. Colorado left for the for the Pac-12. Nebraska left for the Big 10. Texas A&M left for the SEC. Missouri left for the SEC because they were fed up with what was going on with the Big 12. Okay? Texas is a big money school. They feel like they get a lot of extra treatment and they do. It's a lot different than the SEC. So you're just trading one problem for another one if you move to the Big 12. Again, the Big 12 has 10 teams. You think they don't want 12 teams? You don't think they want 12 or 14 like everybody else? They do. They want 12 or 14 teams, but they can't get anybody. So, And this is nothing against TCU or West Virginia, but West Virginia was – I mean, the the Big East had collapsed – football collapsed in the Big East, so – they didn't have a whole lot of options. And, I mean, 
Again, they're not thinking geography-wise. And then TCU is a member of the Mountain West. So if Arkansas leaves the SEC, they'll fill that spot like that. I mean, it won't even it won't even be a second thought. They'll have tons of schools from other Power Five conferences. How can we take it? We'll take it. We want that spot. Arkansas doesn't want it. We want it. That's how it would go. And you know, how about like like the idea that like you can compete better in another conference like the Big 12 than you can in the SEC. To me, that's just like the weakest idea ever. Like, it's too hard, so we won't go somewhere else. It's too hard over here. How about step your game up? Step your game up and rise to that level. Don't quit because it's too hard and go somewhere else and play. I want to play over in this playground. Come on. Terrible. So, you're not leaving the SEC, first of all. It's the best conference in college football regardless of how you feel about some of the some of the um, treatment that Arkansas has gotten. And speaking of that, let's look at that 2009 Florida game. So, at some point, I feel like there was a late hit out of bounds call. I couldn't find it. There was a late hit out of bounds call against Rudell Krim when the guy was in bounds, both feet in bounds. So, I, I couldn't find that, so I'm not going to go into depth about it, but – with 7.56 to play in the fourth quarter, Arkansas is up 20 to 13. Ramon Broadway was in good coverage, turns around, looks for the ball, which is badly underthrown in the end zone, badly underthrown, and gets hit with a pass interference call. Terrible call. Again, this is uh, announcers watching Gary Danielson. They're, you know, reviewing it, going back over it, looking at it. He doesn't agree with the call. He thinks it's a bad call. The very next play, Malcolm Shepard, the play's way over to the sideline. Shepard's jogging, just trotting down there. You know, there's no way he's getting to it. And Marcus Gilbert, number 76 for Florida, sees him, not looking at him, and thinks, I'm going to blindside this dude. And so he comes at him 20 yards away from the play and tries to lay him out. The problem is Malcolm Shepard's stout. He sees him last minute, braces for it, and sends Marcus Gilbert flying to the ground. Mark Curls catches this, just the end part of it, and throws the flag. I mean, pathetic. Again, I'm reminded of like the Karate Kid part three, when he's like, just like he's like, I'm not going to fight. And he's like, what are you going to do? Just, you know, just stand there and let him kick your butt. Is that what Malcolm Shepard was supposed to do? Just stand there and just get laid out. So, that's 30 yards right there. 30 yards that were just given to Florida. So after being gifted those plays, Florida scores on the next play. All right. And then backing up a little bit in the third quarter, the play clock sitting at zero with 10.59 to play. Play clock pops up. It's zero. They snap the ball on a 51-yard field goal and drill it. Should have been a delay of game. Five-yard penalty, which would have made it a 56-yard field goal. I think that would have made a bit of a difference. I don't know that a 51-yard field goal is easy. It's not. But I know a 56-yard field goal is really hard and very rarely happens from that distance. Cut Arkansas's lead to four points, made it 10-6. 107 left to play in the game. 
on the drive where Florida goes down to score. Again, Mark Curls and his crew. This is the first reason why everybody knows Mark Curls' name. Tebow throws the ball 45 yards downfield into the end zone where Andrew Stewart is waiting there to pick it off. But Riley Cooper sees what's going on, obviously, because it's intended for him, jumps on Andrew Stewart's back, wraps him up before the ball even kind of gets there. It is clear offensive pass interference here. No flag. No flag. Cooper made a first down catch on the next play, and nine seconds left, Florida kicked game-winning field goal. Arkansas never had a chance because Mark Curls and his crew would not allow them to have a chance. That would have been a win at Florida, possibly. At least a shot at a win. They had no shot because they gave him no, no chance. So that's twice. Mark Curls should never call another Arkansas game. I don't care. The perception of it is awful. Like, the idea that you would allow that to continue, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. And then this, you know, this added explanation today that you're not even going to look at it, even though you know you're wrong, you know that you screwed it up. You're just going to go, you're just going to back your guy. It's weak. It's weak. Greg Sankey, do the right. I mean, here we are in COVID times. It's a struggle week to week to get a, a team together to go out and play a game, and you're going to deny Jalen Catalan a precious opportunity to play in the first half of the next game because of a terrible, awful. I mean, you almost feel like biased. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. I think a lot of people think there's a conspiracy. I just think that Mark Curls is incompetent as an official. I'm sure you're a fine financial planner or whatever, Mark, but as an official, repeatedly, you do a terrible job, okay? Repeatedly. Like, literally, you have cost Arkansas games. Cost them. Like, not just like a bad call, you know, in the second quarter here and there, but like at the end, at the end of games, and it's the second time that it's happened this year where it has, like, literally led to – I mean, that was that changed the whole momentum of the game. You take – Arkansas is literally their best player on defense out of the game, which a defense that is already hurting. And then, like, you allow that tripping call right after that on Arkansas's drive where they have to go down there and score to win or tie. It's pathetic. I'm sorry it is. I hate to – I hate to, like – harp on officiating because I hate when people like do that and like blame, but like it costs, I mean, it, it, I don't, I'm not going to say like this one cost Arkansas the game, but it certainly put them in an awful position with just a few minutes left in a, in a very close game that is very difficult to win with like two just horrendous calls. And also, you know, you took away a scoring opportunity earlier in the game on that fumble, which I can't – I mean, like, I've watched it over and over and over again. The Catalan hit, I probably looked at it 20 times to see if I'm missing something. The fumble, probably a dozen times. It's just a terrible call by you, Mark. Like, you upholding that, you're a bad referee, dude. I mean, you, you're not good at it. I can't understand, like, on this level, I can't understand how you continue to be able to referee on this level. I hope you see this. I, you got to know. You got to know anyway. Again, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think that you're corrupt. I just think you suck at your job. 
I think you suck. You suck. This weekend's game is at 11 o'clock also. They'll meet for the 12th time against the Missouri Tigers, who have kind of owned Arkansas. I mean, like, this is a rivalry game. This is one of several games that has an underlying storyline, right? So let's look at the Arkansas football. Uh, I've got the wrong roster uh, schedule. Football schedule. All the games that have an underlying storyline. Georgia. Sam Pittman was the offensive line coach at Georgia last year. Going, you know, playing his former team. Mississippi State. A lot of people thought Mike Leach might be the hire for Arkansas or should have been the hire. A lot of people were disappointed Arkansas didn't get Mike Leach. Auburn, obviously, former head coach Chad Morris, offensive coordinator at Auburn. You've also got plenty of other Arkansans over there like uh, Gus Malzahn, uh, Cody Burns even an assistant over there. So Tim Horton at Auburn. Uh, then you get Ole Miss. A lot of people wanted Lane Kiffin. It looked like at one point it would be Lane Kiffin. So there's another storyline. Texas A&M. Am I missing one at Texas A&M? I mean, with Texas A&M, it's just obvious. I mean, there's they've lost to them so many times in a row now. So I don't know if I would say there's like an underlying storyline other than, other than the game being moved from Arlington, where it's supposed to be a neutral strike site, to Texas A&M, and then the game will be played in Arlington. It won't be played in Arkansas next year. It'll be played in Arlington again. Tennessee game, was there an underlying storyline against Tennessee? I don't guess so. Florida, Felipe Franks obviously returning to the swamp. That was a big one. LSU, I don't guess there was one. Missouri, obviously there's one. Missouri, Barry Odom, Brad Davis, Sam Carter, all returning to Columbia to face the Missouri Tigers Saturday, November 28th, this Saturday at 11 a.m. And Arkansas's kind of depleted, especially on defense. The Alabama game in 12 days, time has not been set for that. You suck, Mark Curls. Time has not been set for that, okay? They're going to wait till six days out. I guess CBS exercised their six-day option which they get to do a couple of times a year. Curtis Wilkerson does the five burning questions. Will the Hogs return to form defensively? I think they did. I think they played pretty well overall defensively, considering everything that they had lost. How will the 21-day layoff impact LSU's play? I think it helped them. Got a lot of guys back healthy. They were definitely the healthier team. I think that played a role can Arkansas add to LSU's woes in the secondary? They did. They beat them deep several times. A lot of people said they should have gone. Now, like the the Felipe Franks to Traylon Burks, I don't know if that was like a deep pass. I mean, it was downfield. It was a busted coverage. But like just like throwing, you know, 50 yards downfield, uh, it kind of took them a while to start getting that going. But half of Arkansas's yards were on those big plays. Who strikes first? Did Arkansas strike first? I think Arkansas strike, struck first. I wouldn't say any team, like, made a big impact early, but I, 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 I don't think Arkansas did. 
Pittman's return will give the Hogs a boost, possibly. Possibly did. It's kind of a subjective one. So basketball starting this week. Arkansas has two games. Wednesday, November 25th against Mississippi Valley State and Saturday, November 28th against North Texas. Both in Bud Walton Arena. Curtis Wilkerson will be there for both of those, so go to Hog Sports for your coverage there. I don't know if we mentioned Desi Seals was second team preseason All-SEC pick, by the way. Really intriguing, really intriguing um, deal this basketball season. All right, everybody, we're going to get to your questions. Again, I can't tell you what's going on tomorrow, but go to Hog Sports. You'll be glad you did. See what all we've got for you. Cody Payne says, I was extremely disappointed in the lack of mentioning LSU. Uh, i got some things rolling off here. I'm going to start at the bottom and go backwards. Steven Shope says, I am proud of the defense, the way they played against LSU offense. Should be throwing the ball more. Our running game is not working. Running game, I think, like – not having Rakeem Boyd for this one was a big impact because Rakeem, while he hasn't had the season that he had last year, he does tend to fall forward. You know, when he gets past the line of scrimmage especially, you know, he's going he's gonna to fall forward for a couple more yards. And I think that's what really benefited LSU in this one because they did fall forward. They did, you know, not to say like they broke tackles, but like they were like squirming through tackles to get an extra couple of yards. And that makes a big difference. I mean, again, I mentioned that it wasn't until the fourth quarter that Arkansas was in a situation that was better than second and five and third and five. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that, that happened. So, but LSU had it a lot of times, 13 different times they were in a third and four or shorter. Cliff Boyd says, where's Randy Moss on the curls call? Come on, man. Exactly. Nate Davis, so what's your score prediction for Saturday? I think that Arkansas is going to win, but I'm also concerned for Arkansas because it doesn't sound like they're just going to get a whole lot. It doesn't sound like they're going to get a whole lot back. We'll see. Randy Reese wants one more. You suck. And you do, Mark. Curls, you suck. You're a bad referee. Corey Barton says, yeah, I don't feel like he's crooked, but I just don't understand how he made a call to keep that upheld. It wasn't even close to targeting. It saddens me that we have to deal with this. I agree. Yeah, I don't think he's crooked either. I think he just sucks and is incompetent as a referee. I mean, he's proven it too many times. They were suspended. Like, the Florida game I went back to, like, they were suspended after that game. That that crew was suspended. But they're back. Screwing Arkansas again. <laughs> he should never call another Arkansas game. Wesley Harris says, it's not okay for most of the time, but but this is too much. Too many times a single game well. It's more than just this game, but this, by the same official. It's so bad and ridiculous. How does he still have a job? I can't be – can't just be more of our games right. I mean, I would like like to know what other SEC teams think about Mark Curls. Is, is Arkansas the only one that's getting job by Mark Curls? I mean, I'm sure LSU likes him. No reason for them not to like him. The thing that also kind of stinks about it, like 
I can remember several games where Arkansas, I felt like they just got really, really messed over. And there's a couple where, like, they were, like, had no chance. Like, that Florida game, they gave Arkansas no chance to win that game. Florida, by the way, was undefeated, went on to go to the SEC championship game as an undefeated team. But they gave Arkansas no chance to win that game. But I cannot remember a single game, and somebody please point me to the game if I'm wrong, but I can't remember a single game since Arkansas has been in the SEC where I was like, whoo, Arkansas got lucky on that call right there and leads to a win. If somebody remembers that game happening, I would love for them to point it out. And that's the thing that kind of that bugs me. I understand, like, here and there you're going to make mistakes, okay? You should never make a mistake on replay. And you should never make mistake. You can't make mistakes in the critical final moments of a game like the referees did in this one. But I can't remember a game where Arkansas, I just felt like, wow, they got away They got away with that. They got lucky there. Arkansas won this game because the referees screwed up. Out of every game that they played since 92, I can't remember a single one. Can coaches deny the crew assigned to the game? I don't know. They should be able to. What about a clear and immediate recovery? Don't forget that. Yeah, the clear and immediate recovery in the uh, Auburn game, I mean, that was terrible. Mark Ribby says, if you know a referee by name, they're not doing their job. Exactly. I mean, I think I can remember maybe like Larry Leatherwood or something, but I'm not even sure if that's right. But I know Mark Curls, M-A-R-C. I know it's spelled with a C. I know it's C-A-R-L-E-S. With an E, at, at, you know, it's, it's spelled funny both ways, and I, and I know how to spell it and everything. Like, that's it. I know your, I know his face. I know he's got brown eyes and brown hair. He's kind of gray-headed now. I know, he, what he, I know what he does for a living. I know where he lives. <laughs> I know he lives in Birmingham. I mean, like, I shouldn't know that kind of stuff, but I do because of the, of the performance he's had against Arkansas. Suck, Mark Curls. Trey, Jim Taylor in Fresno, California. Well, too bad calls away from being five and three. Had to be proud of them. Better get that address if you want. What? So, Arkansas could be five and three. I mean, they're very close. I mean, the the Auburn game, which I, you know, some Arkansas fans still count that. Um, obviously, officially, it's always going to be Auburn won that game. And the LSU game, they could have five wins. They could be five and three. They would be nationally ranked, obviously, most likely, if, if that were the case. Um, they definitely would have been after that Auburn game. So, so many negative impacts because of that. Um, but they could also – they could be 0-8. I mean, the wins that they've had have all been close. I guess the, the Ole Miss game ended up being a, a fairly decent margin. Uh, but they could be 0-8. But the difference is that they actually have a plan this season. The team plays together, fights together. They're unified as a team. Um, I see better things on the horizon for this program. I really do. And it's the way that they play together, you know. So, 
I think better things are in store for the future. If you put yourself in position to win, then, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you know. But Arkansas hasn't just, like, blown the doors off anybody yet. But they have to get bigger. I mean, it's kind of the same stuff we were saying, like, in recruiting, like, even, like, looking at the way, like, Arkansas offensive linemen are listed height and weight-wise, they look a little different from a build standpoint than some of these other teams. Not everybody, but, like, I look at, like, I think I mentioned this maybe last week, but, you know, you got a couple of guys who added 35 pounds. You've got other teams in the SEC where guys are so big that they're, like, having to take weight off to get down to 6'6", 320, 330, you know. First, you have Arkansas, like, adding 35 pounds on guys, on guys to get them up from 290 or 280. You know what I mean? I would think that if you lose a bunch of weight because you're too heavy, you know, you're going to retain – most of, if not all, your strength, or if not get stronger because you're still lifting weights and most of what you're losing is fat. So I would think that, you know, those guys are going to go from, you know, losing that weight to being like, I feel lighter, I feel faster, I feel quicker on my feet. You know, I'm still just as strong versus Arkansas going, okay, I feel stronger, but I feel a little slow. I feel sluggish. I'm worn down a little more. I'm not used to all this this sudden 35 pounds that I put on. And, you know, also with, with, you know, coronavirus, how much of that is like really good, good weight? You know, how much of it is, you know, sitting at home and and eating? I don't know. I mean, mean, it could be all good weight. But, you know, understand what I'm saying. Like Arkansas is having to just pack weight on their guys versus – other teams trimming guys down. But they'll address that in recruiting. And it's not a slight to anybody at Arkansas. I mean, you should be proud of every single guy that's lining up if you're an Arkansas fan. I mean, they played their butts off this year. Um, but Arkansas was severely limited in that LSU game, and it sounds like they're going to be limited against Missouri also. And they didn't have two of their starters at the right side, on the right guard and right tackle. They haven't had that for a while. I don't know if Bo Limmer's supposed to be coming back anytime soon or Gatlin. And then, you know, to lose three of your, three of your top – um, three of your top three, excuse me, two of your top three defensive tackles, all four of your top defensive ends, that's that's tough. And then they throw out your best defensive player because of a BS targeting call because Mark Curl sucks. Anybody got a count on how many times Mark Curl sucks? You suck. Like, if I screw something up, I'm going to be the first person to say, you know, I'm an idiot, I screwed up, how can I fix this? I can't live with it. I can't live with, like, if people are counting on me for something, that's, like, one of my biggest things. Like, if people are counting on me, I don't want to let them down, right? I've got people – I remember when I used to work at my dad's furniture factory when I was in high school and college and stuff, and I had to get up – you know, first thing, because I had to be the one that unlocked the door because everybody was counting on me to get to work, punch the clock to work that day. You know, it, it's like this with our coverage of the Hog Sports. I feel like people are counting on us for, for coverage. You know, I don't want to screw it up. And if I do something stupid like call my roofer, I'm going to admit that I'm an idiot. I mess that up. It didn't have as big an impact as even, even close to everything that screwing up calls in these games, and when you have opportunities to make the correct call and fix it, it's not even close. I mean, think about everything that's been impacted by really two thing, two calls that really impacted the outcome of the game. Again, with the LSU game, it's not as much because it wasn't like – like the Auburn game, you took the game you, – you took an Arkansas win 
from them because you're a referee. In this game, you just you just kept making calls over and over again that put Arkansas in a bad situation at the very end of the game. Kind of like Florida, you just you, you made this call, you made that call, you made that call, you didn't call this. You didn't give Arkansas an opportunity to even win the game because of the calls that you were making. So these two games where Arkansas lost, you can't you cost Arkansas possibly may, they may be the best story in college football right now anyway, but you definitely cost them the best story in college football. You may have cost Sam Pittman a uh, uh, an SEC Coach of the Year honor, maybe a national coach. Um, you cost Arkansas a chance to be ranked in the top 25, impact in recruiting, all of these things. I mean, it's it's not just like one thing. It's not just one game. You might have knocked a couple of years off some people's life out of anger. <laughs> ben Phillips says, "I say we protest and get curls fired." I'm not. I'm not like promoting anything. I'm not going to like try to rally the the troops or anything like that. That's not my intent. All I all I'm saying is Mark Curl sucks and he's incompetent and he shouldn't call any more Arkansas games. All right. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Of course, you can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. And follow the page if you haven't done so. We put all of our free content on Facebook. So if you like free Razorback content, follow the page. You'll also This will also pop up for you whenever we run the live show. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up there. Follow the page. Subscribe to the page if you haven't done so already. And uh, hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And also comment, interact, all that stuff. Share it with somebody you think might like it. Help us grassroots this this show. The reason I ask for all this stuff, and also with Apple Podcasts, if you haven't thrown us a five-star rating, then please throw us that five-star rating. Just take a moment to throw that to us uh, and leave a review so people can know what to expect. And the reason I ask for all that stuff is because it does help our channel significantly when people just do things like interact throw a like or a frown face or anything, just interacting with the video, but especially rating, subscribing, all of those things boost the channel so other people can see it. It really helps a lot. So if you do have a minute, uh, please take a second and and do that for us. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, so this is the last Hog Sports live show this week. Again, you're going to want to check out hogsports.com tomorrow. we got some stuff for you as far as like, you know, Cyber Monday, Black Friday type of stuff. Is that right? Cyber Monday, Black Friday, yeah. Uh, We've also got a special treat coming for you this week, too. So you want to stay tuned to that. All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining in. Mark Curl sucks. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. Mark Curl sucks.